Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Well, Merry Christmas Eve, everybody. Yeah, I want to welcome everyone watching online, all of you here in the room. So today, I want to share a heartfelt Christmas message with you. And up front here, I want a little audience enthusiasm and participation, because this is Christmas, right? So we ought to be pumped. Are you with me? All right, you're getting there. Here we go. Here we go. In just a second, you're going to say with me, God is, God was, and God will be with us. You ready? On three. One, two, three. God is... God was, and God will be with us. That was good. Man, some serious love and joy flowing here. Let's try it one more time, all right? You ready? God is, God was, and God will be with us. All right, so today, I want to share with you some truth from God's Word, springing off a Christmas carol that you may be familiar with, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Let me give you the history behind the lyrics of this song. Believe it or not, this song was written between the 8th and 12th century. Okay, that's a long stinking time ago, all right? And, and during that particular era in church history, in certain churches, what they would do is they would either chant or sing phrases that all started with the letter O. So somebody would read, for instance, a psalm, and then the people would chant or sing phrases that all started with the letter O. And these became known as the O antiphons. And during that era, one of the lyrics they sang gave birth to this song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And the one word that's going to describe our entire message today is that word, Emmanuel. And Emmanuel quite simply means God with us. God with us. Now, I'm curious, how many of you have ever prayed, God be with me, or or, God be with us? Who's prayed something like that before? Okay. Like maybe you're going on a trip and, you know, you're like, okay, God, God be with us as we travel and please don't let our kids kill each other in the back seat so we don't have to kill them. Or, or God be with us as we go shopping at the mall. I, I pray that we find a parking spot in Jesus' name, right? Or, or God be with me as I go on this blind date with this guy. I, I pray he's not a psycho stalker, Lord. And, you know, um, God be with me as I take my final exams. I think for some students, God would want to say, yeah, I'll be with you in your exams, but you should have studied, okay? Would have gone a whole lot better if you had studied. But we often say that God be with me, God be with us. What does it mean, though, for God to be with us? Well, I want to read you a portion of Matthew's version of the birth of Christ. He talks about the Virgin Mary, and in Matthew 121, it says this, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, this was the announcement people have been longing to hear for centuries. And Matthew makes this grand announcement. Folks, this is the good news of the gospel. This is what the story is all about. And he goes on to say in verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Okay, let's pause here. What Matthew's about to do is he's going to quote the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 7, 14, 
the prophet prophesied this next line some 740 years before the event happened. Now, I don't know about you, but that kind of blows my mind to think that over seven centuries before this took place, this prophecy was given. Verse 23, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And folks, if this were a movie, at this point, the music would get real dramatic. And as we hear the words, Emmanuel, God with us, there would be the classic, da-dum. Like, that's what you would hear, okay? It'd be better than that, but that's sort of what you would hear. Because what he just said, what he just said there was the most earth-shattering news possible. Like, everybody listening to or reading this would know that in the Old Testament, God is too holy. Like, you can't even look upon him in his pure essence and live. I mean, they knew the story that Moses had to hide his face as God passed by because he couldn't handle the full-blown presence of God. They knew that when the Lord dwelt in the temple, like, no one was allowed in the Holy of Holies except the high priest once a year. And even at that, they had to tie a rope around his leg so that if he died in the presence of God, they could drag that dead priest out of there because God was that big. And suddenly Matthew says, God is with us? Now, what was it that caused the shepherds to run back into their fields rejoicing? What was it that caused the wise men to fall on their faces and and bow down and worship? It was the fact that God is not some distant, uninvolved God. God is not just someone who watches over us. God is now with us. The creator and sustainer of the universe stripped himself of his glory and became like us in the form of a baby. Just like us. Yeah, he was fully God and yet he was fully man, but without sin. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word, talking about Jesus, and the word was with God and the word was God. Then verse 14 says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Hmm. Back to Matthew. All of a sudden, Matthew says, God is with us. And that's the best news ever. But the problem is many of you don't live like you believe this truth. And, And in all fairness, some of you may be out there today and you don't even believe that God is. So you don't believe that God is with you because you don't even believe he's out there somewhere. I get that. But many of you are Christians, and yet when I tell you that God is with you, you're kind of like, really? Because I don't feel him right now. Like there's no tingly, no goosebumps. I don't feel him. And some of you may be in a difficult spot right now. I don't know. I don't know if you noticed this before, but Christmas is like a great magnifier. Like it magnifies the good and makes things really good, or it magnifies the painful times and makes them seem really, really painful. And some of you, you may be facing an empty chair this Christmas. Somebody you wish was going to be there, and they won't. And maybe that's through divorce or or death or distance, and that just wrecks you. Or, Or sometimes there's relational tension or bad news about someone's health. You know, whatever it is, you're going through it, and you're feeling like, man, God is with me. I, I Where is God? I don't see him. I don't feel him. If God is with me, why is this happening? Some of you if you were honest, would say, you know, I've done something in my past I'm so ashamed of. Why would God want to be with someone like me? Like, nah, God is with me. That's hard for me to believe. 
So my goal today, before we're through, is that I pray that you will be convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is, God was, and God will be with you. That he is Emmanuel, God with us. Because if that truth lands in your heart, if God can help you to move that truth from your head into your heart, it'll change the way you live for the rest of your life. So let's break this down into three thoughts. If you have your outline, you can write these in. The first one is this, God is with you. God is with you. In Luke 128, an angel appears to a little virgin teenage girl and says, greetings. He's a very polite angel, wouldn't you say? Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Okay, the very first truth the angel proclaims to this girl is what she needed to know because he's about to give her something really difficult and a difficult task. He says, the Lord is with you. You know, some of you may be hurting right now really badly in your life. And I think you need to know that God is with you in an even more powerful way because the Bible says that God is the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles. The Greek word comfort there, parakletos, Para means to come alongside of. Kletos means called to. So our God is called to come alongside of us and comfort us in our times of trouble. And what a beautiful word picture that the more difficult your life is, the more God is with you. But again, so many of you, so many people don't believe that because if they did, it would change the way they lived. If they really, truly believe that God is here, the almighty creator of the universe, the all-knowing, all-powerful God is present with me, and he's for me. Let me share a story from my own life. Um, when my sons were young, I used to take them to this place called Chuck E. Cheese, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, my wife, Wendy, after the first time we visited Chuck E. Cheese, she made a solemn promise never to return to that restaurant again. <laughs> Something about the pandemonium, the lack of proper sanitation, quality of the food, whatever. But my boys, man, they love, love, love the place. So I volunteered as tribute, okay? And, and who here knows anything about Chuck E. Raise your hand. I, I can tell. because It's funny to me. As soon as I mentioned Chuck E. Cheese, you guys are smirking or, or laughing. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe because you know the racket that is Chuck E. Cheese, right? The craziness when you get in there. And you look at the prices. They don't look too bad, like the pizza prices. But then you realize, well, you can get these package deals, right? And for a mere $50... Right? You can get the dinner, you know, the lunch, whatever, the big bag of tokens for the kids to play games so they can earn 46,000 tickets, which are then redeemable for one little small plastic Frisbee, right? Yeah, that's why you're laughing. Anyway, let me, let me come back to my point. My point is, so my youngest son, I remember the first time I took him there, Nathan, I took him in there, and he did not trust Chucky, okay? No. And some of you may be wondering, who's Chucky? What's a Chucky? Okay, I'm not talking about Chucky the doll, all right? Everybody should be terrified of Chucky the doll. That dude is whack, okay? But I'm talking about Chucky the mouse, okay? Chucky Cheese is this adorable life-size rodent. And, and my son, Nathan, he was pretty young at the time, so I'll give him a little bit of a break. But he was scared to death of this Chucky Cheese. And I wasn't thinking about it, like, hey, hey, son, Nathan, go, why don't you go over there and go give Chucky a hug, get, get your picture taken. And he's looking at me like, dude, you are whack. No way. 
And I kept insisting and he kept pushing back. And I'm thinking, look, you know, I paid a jillion dollars for this lunch package, which includes a picture with Chucky. So by golly, we are getting this photo op and you are going to like it. And I mean, I pressed in and boy, he pushed back and finally like, oh, this is ridiculous. So I finally said, okay, look, bud, tell you what, I'll go with you. Okay, you don't have to be afraid. Look, dad is with you. Let's go hug Chucky. And one step at a time, we kind of made our way over to Chucky. So yes, somewhere in the universe, there's an adorable picture of me hugging Chucky Cheese, just so you know, all right? But my point, my point is this. When you understand that the all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God of the universe is with you, it changes everything. Like when you're lost and you don't know which way to go, he's with you as your guide. When you're hurting and you feel alone, our God is with you as your friend. If you're sick, he's with you as your healer. If you're weak, he can be with you as your strength. If you're lost in your sins, our God can be with you as your savior. The bottom line is this, our God is with us. Second, write this down. God was with you. God was with you. Looking back, if you look back over the course of your life, I think sometimes it's easier to see God in the rearview mirror than it is in the moment. It's kind of like the story of Joseph in the Old Testament. In the moment, it it just didn't seem to make any sense whatsoever. But looking back, you can see God's hand at work. And Joseph, if you don't know the story, as a young boy, he has this dream that he's going to be a great leader. In fact, he's going to rule over his brothers. And his brothers didn't like that. They're like, you know what, you're a punk and you're cocky. And, and eventually, they actually beat him up, threw him in a pit, and said, let's just leave him here to die. But one of the nicer brothers said, no, 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 we can't do that. He's our brother. So let's sell him into slavery instead. Like, okay, well, we'll do that. So they sold him into slavery. He winds up down in Egypt. And you know what? He lives with integrity as a slave. But even then, he gets falsely accused for something he didn't do. He gets thrown into prison. And if you're looking at that from a distance, it's easy to say, where is God in this? But God was at work behind the scenes because that prison became the pathway that eventually led to the palace where he would become second in charge over all of Egypt. So God used a very indirect route to put him in control so that he could save countless numbers of people from a tremendous famine. And Genesis 39, 21 tells us exactly where God was was in all this. Listen, it says, but the Lord, and say it with me, was with Joseph the whole time. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. See, the whole time, the Lord was with Joseph. I got to tell you, you know, sometimes I get emotional when I look back over the course of my life and see how many different times that God was with me. I mean, it boggles my mind because I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I was not a believer at the time, and yet I look back and I see how often God was there. God was protecting me. Some of you may remember an old TV series called I Shouldn't Be Alive, okay? Like I could fill up an entire season with episodes from my past, just my life. There was a time when I touched a live electrical wire in our pool house, dripping wet, wearing only a bathing suit. Like, I shouldn't have survived that electrocution as a 10-year-old boy. And I still remember the the feeling of that electricity coursing through my body and how mysteriously something seemed to push me out of that current. As a teenager, 
God was watching over me. God was with me. As I was driving over an overpass on over I-45 in Houston, car pulls up beside our car. Guy whips out a gun and starts shooting at our car. God was with me, protecting me. God was with me when our flight to Kazakhstan ran short on fuel and had to get rerouted and did an emergency landing in a communist country. And literally, we're flying around up there, and they're saying, no, you're not landing here. You're not landing here. We're like, we're either going to land or we're going to crash. And so we landed after five hours. They wouldn't let us off the plane. They seized our passports, put us under high security. I mean, you talk about being out of control. God was with me the whole time. You know, God was with me in my past in the midst of many dark years when I doubted his existence and then doubted his love and and my salvation. And I cried out to him for truth and for faith, and God answered. It took years, but God delivered me. You know, my spiritual walk has been a battle with a lot of ups and downs, but God has been with me the whole time. So I just want to say to those of you who may be here today and, and maybe you're on the fence spiritually, like you're not sure if God's even out there, let alone with you, let me just encourage you, give God a chance. Give God a chance to prove himself. You know, some of you, you may be here this morning because somebody invited you and you're just checking this whole thing out. We are so glad you're here. And and others of you, you may be here because it's the holidays, okay? And in the church world, we affectionately call you CEO Christians, okay? Stands for Christmas and Easter only, all right? You guys show up for the biggies, and we are glad you're here. We're glad you're here too, and we'll see you next Easter, okay? But but regardless of where you are in your spiritual, I don't care where you're at in your spiritual journey. I just want you to know one thing, and I can promise you this. God is here. God is here, and God is with you. I know it because I look back over the course of my life, I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt, God was with me. God was with me. So God is with you. God was with you. And finally, God will be with you. No matter what you go through, God will be with you. You know, we can't see the future. Because <laughs> if we could, we would likely freak out. All right? I mean, imagine, imagine this little teenage girl, Mary. Okay, just think about this. Imagine if she could have seen the future when the angel said to her, the Lord will be with you. And she got to see it all. Here's what she would say, wow, God will be with me when I find out that I just conceived a child by the Holy Spirit of God. And God will be with me as I have to go tell my fiance, Joseph, what happened. And he freaks. And God will be with me when we travel 100 miles on the back of a donkey and get to an inn and there's no room and I end up giving birth to the Son of God in a stable, a manger next to farm animals. And God will be with us when we're on the run to Egypt trying to save the life of our son, Jesus. And and then fast forward, Mary would say, God will be with me one day when I watch my son being falsely accused and beaten, when I watch them drive stakes through his body. God will be with me as I watch my son suffering on that cross, being brutally abused by those for whose sins he's dying in that very moment. God will be with me as I slowly watch him pass away. And then finally, he looks up to heaven and says, Father, forgive him. It is finished. And then Mary will say, she would say this, she would say, you know, God will be with me on the first night as I wait and wonder. 
And God will be with me on the second night as I wait and wonder. And God will be with me on the third day when the stone is rolled away and the tomb is empty because he's not there. He has risen because he's Emmanuel, God with us, because he is the God who is, who was, and will always be with us no matter what we go through. The Apostle Paul said it this way. He asked a few rhetorical questions, and you can actually this morning help me to answer these, okay? He says, who shall separate us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble? Shall trouble? No. Uh, Or hardship? No. A little more enthusiasm here. Or persecution? No. There we go. Or famine? Or nakedness? What is nakedness doing here? I have no idea. (laughs) Just in case you're curious, though, nakedness cannot separate you from the love of Christ. Some of you are like, whew. I don't, want to, I don't want to know. Anyhow, that threw us off. Or, or danger. Or sword. Oh, he actually says it here. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Understand this, nothing, no thing can separate you from the love of God. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Nothing can separate you. Not your fears, not your doubts, not your insecurities, not your theological questions, not not the things you can't explain, not your brokenness, not your failures, not sickness, not a divorce not something that somebody else did to you. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Because he is, he was, and he will be with you. In Revelation 1.8, Jesus said this. He said, I am the alpha and the omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was and who is still to come, the Almighty One. There is no doubt. God is with you. God is with you. The only question that needs to be answered is this. Are you with God? That's the only question that needs to be answered. Are you with God? And it's time to give it an honest answer, people, because He is with you. He is Emmanuel. And more than anything else, He wants to reveal his love and his goodness to you. More than anything else, he wants you to be with him. And he is not some far-off, distant, uninvolved God. No, he is a relational God who came to this earth to reveal himself in Christ Jesus and to save you from your sins, to forgive you of your sins so that you can know him and spend an eternity with him. Let's pray. Maybe you're here this morning and <clears throat> somebody invited you or you just showed up. <clears throat> and you're a little skeptical. You're not sure. I would just encourage you to exercise just a mustard seed of faith because that's all Jesus said is necessary. <clears throat> Say, Jesus, if you're out there, just show up. 
I want to be forgiven of my sins. I, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to know that there's a God who loves me and I'm just going to put my trust right now in you and nothing else. And would you reveal yourself as Emmanuel, that you are with me. So by faith, whatever little faith I have, I'm just crying out to you, God. Lord, for the rest of us who are here and we've been believers in Jesus for a long time, if we're honest, if we're honest, we know it in our heads, but we don't live it in our hearts. We don't live and do life with you as if you're right there, as if you can provide everything we need. When we're weak, you can be our strength. When we lack wisdom, you can give us what we need to know. When we lack direction, you can guide us. When we're sick, we can cry out to you and you can bring healing, whether that's physical or emotional or spiritual healing. Because you are God who always, always is with us, has been with us, and will be with us. You are Emmanuel. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Church, I want to invite you to stand and we're going to respond and sing, Oh, come, we come, Emmanuel, together.